Welcome into the Money Call podcast. I'm Samuel Bigelow here with Gabby Mozipo for another week of uh, another episode uh, of the pod. Um, it's an absolutely bittersweet, bittersweet week this week. Um, it's a wild card, card round for the NFL. Um, last episode of NFL Red Zone was two nights ago or two days ago as we're recording on Tuesday, uh, January 9th. So um, just for you listeners out there, that's as, uh, as far as our information is up to date. But yeah, just had the last uh, episode of Red Zone. That's always a sad part of the year. Um, but of course, it's exciting still because we are getting into uh, the best, most meaningful football, one of the best uh, football weekends of the year is the wild card round. So um, happy we're here. Going to live in the moment and enjoy it. And uh, yeah, Gabby, welcome in. How are you feeling about this transition from regular season to postseason? I'm excited, man. Uh, postseason football. <clears throat> it's good because it's the highest level of football. It's sad because my Colts aren't in it. But, you know, being able to be in the postseason, watch postseason football, it's the best time of the year, so I cannot complain too much. Um, it's a good time of betting, too. Bottom lines, the lines are sharper than they are regular season just because there are less lines. But it's as fun, and if you've been following with us all season long, um, I think we'll be able to help you out. Yeah, uh, agreed. Um, we're going to do our basically our same uh, – spiel here as we normally do we're going to pick every game against the spread and of course there's only six of them so we'll endeavor to spend just a little bit more time on them than we normally would uh but chat about those uh i think it might be fun to pick the over-unders as well um just for fun we won't record that but um yeah and we'll just uh, go through them and then we'll maybe tell you a favorite bet because i guess uh, there's not as many to do best bets but uh we can do a best or favorite bets there at the end but yeah before we jump into that Last week, I beat you, Gabby, took home the crown, uh, or I locked up the crown for the regular season in picks against the spread. Uh, I went 9-7, and seven, you went 6-10, and 10, so you were taking your bye week. You had your, your seed locked up for the for the postseason, I can tell. You weren't putting your starters out there, so um, took a, you took an L last week, but um, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to move on, and we're going to make up for it in the playoffs here, but yeah, I finished at a whopping 57%. Uh, picks against the spread this year against the spread so uh feeling pretty good about that so that's exciting for the show um but yeah anyways without further ado uh we could jump right into it start talking start, start talking about these games coming up gabby let's jump right into the first one you'll start we got saturday games 1 30 p.m on the west coast cleveland coming into houston uh cleveland is Minus two and a half point uh, underdogs on the road here or favorites, excuse me. Um, it's a 44 and a half over under. Uh, Gabby, what are you thinking on this one? This one, I'm going to go with Houston at home. You got to take the home dog here. Um, CJ Stroud back in the fold. I think this is going to be a game where the Texans are going to be able to to move the ball on a very tough Cleveland Browns team. I think the line is what it's at because of the matchup here in week 17, uh, week 16, I'm sorry, where Amari Cooper and Joe Flacco went berserk. But CJ Stroud wasn't playing that game. So the Texans weren't able to move the ball. And I think the Texans, they are a lot healthier now. Um, Will Anderson is at full strength along with a couple other defensive 
players. And Derek Stingley, he wasn't following Amari Cooper at all during that game. He stayed on one side, and Amari Cooper was just lighting up with the rest of Texans DB. So I think um, Derek Stingley is actually going to be able to follow Amari Cooper a lot more, and he's going to be able to neutralize him. So if that happens, which I believe will happen because Derek Stingley is a man-to-man corner, I like the Texans here at home. So give me the Texans plus two and a half. And the over-under, I'm going to take the over here. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. CJ Stroud has proven that he's going to be able to put up points. And if um, they're able to protect him, which I think even with some six-man fronts, they should be able to do that. Um, I like the Texans in this spot. And Joe Flacco's going to turn the ball over a couple times. So I think <laughs> it, uh, the Texans are going to be able to win the turnover battle. I think C.J. Stroud has a good chance to turn the ball over as well. I know he's really done great at not turning the ball over, especially for a rookie, but for honestly any uh, any amount of experience. But uh, this is the Cleveland Browns defense in 2023 we're talking about, a 2023-24 season. Uh, they're next level, and I know they've already played this team, and it, it was not C.J. Stroud, and, and Houston played – played them competitively. So it's not like Cleveland was necessarily necessarily going to shut them out. Um, but I just think that they're going to give them enough problems. Cleveland, that is, giving Houston enough problems to just make it too hard for them to win the game. I think this is – Cleveland's revved up, ready to go. They're a quintessential playoff team built for January football. They, they're going to ground and pound. They got great defense. Um, and Joe Flacco is going to do get enough uh, shots to, to score some points. Um, and they're just a consistent team all around. Um, and Houston, while they, they've really impressed this season, and, and C.J. Stroud, we were just talking about it before the, the pod, is definitely he's top five, if not uh, significantly uh, in the even smaller group. But um, he he's, I, he's still a rookie. The team has got a lot of young pieces. Um, and I, I just don't think Houston – um, is going to do enough to get the win here. And the two and a half points is obviously makes you a little nervous uh, picking Cleveland, but um, I just think uh, Cleveland, I think is the team that wins and, and two and a half is uh, not enough to make me go the other way. I do agree. I do think it hits the over. Um, I think Cleveland scores a few shots, runs the ball consistently and gets a couple touchdowns that way. Um, and they end up with around 28 points. Um, and then Houston, I think gets enough to uh, push it over the, push over the rest of the way. So, um, yeah, so um, I, I I think both teams can end up scoring higher, but I think that's like on a, that's likely how it'll end up going. Um, so, yeah, we're both on the over there, but on opposite sides of the uh, the game. Um, I just think Cleveland's defense is elite. This is the perfect time for them. Um, and Houston, while they have a lot of talent, CJ Stroud is really good. I just don't think he's going to um, get it done in this, in this first playoff game. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts on that one, Gabby? No, I think we covered it. All righty. Um, next game we got on the on the docket, we got the Saturday night game. We got Miami coming into Kansas City uh, to face the Chiefs. The Chiefs are four-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm honestly a little surprised it's that big. Um, I'll, I'm personally on Miami in this one. Um, it's one that I have a lot of – I, I'm not super confident either way. I'm not gonna not gonna lie. I'm not super uh I'm not gonna say you're crazy for going Chiefs and I'm not gonna die on the pole for uh Miami. But I just think Miami is 
they both have got solid defenses. Kansas City's obviously is um is better. Is they're they're a top flight defense, and Miami's just pr- pretty solid. Um, especially after f- some of their injuries they fi- uh, suffered, and like Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips, but um, they're still pretty solid. And they uh, they lost Andrew Van Ginkle as well, so it's, it's brutal out there for them. But they still played solid um, against the Bills. Uh, Kansas City's obviously a very good offense, but they they have a really subpar offense, and I think they score some points. But Miami, I just think they're going to score they're going to score over twenty, and I just don't think that Kansas City can keep up. Uh, and you get four and a half points for them. Uh, I like them at the money line just because it's plus 185, and I think it's a really like a – it's going to be a close game. I'm not like – obviously, as I said, not going to like die on the pole for Miami to win, but I just really think there's a really strong chance they do, and those odds, I like them a lot. So I'd be taking Miami at the money line, and plus four and a half points, I think that's too big. I think this game ends up close. Um, definitely like the team with the points. If it was Chiefs plus plus four and a half, I would go with them, even though I think Miami's going to win. Um, but yeah, so I'll be on Miami here. Um, Gabby, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to be on the Chiefs here. I hope in Arrowhead, it's going to be hard to see the Dolphins in this negative uh, negative weather play a style of football that they're going to want to. Tua hasn't looked good in the um, last couple of weeks, and this defense for the Kansas City Chiefs is really good. They're going to be able to get after two-line company. So I like the Chiefs in this spot, minus four and a half. I do like the under, though. I, I think it's going to be a Pacheco game, and they're going to try to run the ball, and they're going to run it successfully. They're not going to require too much from my homes, and I don't think the passing offenses are going to be as explosive. So give me the Chiefs in this spot. Yeah, and I don't think I said, but I would be taking the over. As I mentioned, I think that the Chiefs get 20, and I think that the Dolphins outscore them. Um, and so, obviously, that lends itself towards the over. Um, yeah, uh, I definitely don't blame you for going Chiefs there. Um, Kansas City at home was one of the biggest con going through my mind, but I, I just feel, I just have a lot of faith in Mike McDaniel, and I think that uh, Miami's got a ton of talent and they, they just, they got to be able to score. And, and I think they do, even though it's going to be cold there, but, um, they just got so many ways to score. I think they get it done in Kansas city. Um, they just haven't scored. They haven't been able to score against anybody lately. And I just, I just can't bet on them to change that and turn that around here. Just all of a sudden in the first round of the playoffs, even though they are the Kansas city chiefs, which is the reason to think that they may actually turn it around. But, um, yeah. Anything else on that one? Gabby before we move on no all righty um next one on the docket we got Pittsburgh coming into Buffalo and this is the biggest spread of uh of the of the the slate here in wild card weekend um it's a 36 point over under um Steelers are 10 point underdogs coming into Buffalo uh Gabby what do you think You got to go with the Steelers with this big of a point spread, plus 10. Um, Mason Rudolph has looked pretty good over the last couple of weeks, and the Bills on the other end have not looked good. And I, and if the Bills turn the ball over or Josh Allen turns the ball over, which he has in about 15 straight games now, um, I, I think it's in a mucked-up game, this type of game that the Steelers can win or at least keep close. So I like the Steelers plus 10. 
like their ability to continue to run the rock. And the wide receivers are good. They're going to be able to win on the outside. George Pickens and Deontay Johnson are going to be able to make plays. He's able to get out for the Steelers, which is why I think the point spread is so big. But I think they're going to be able to get pressure from other places. And again, I think Mika Fitzpatrick and the secondary is going to be able to capitalize on a couple of Aaron and Josh Allen throws because I think he's going to try to be um, – might have to go hero ball in the playoffs. So we'll see. But I, I like the Steelers plus 10. And I do like the over as well. 36 is too low in the playoff game. I think the Steelers are going to be able to move the ball. Yeah, I have to completely agree with you on this one. I think it hits the over. Um, the Steelers have been scoring points lately, and I don't think that the – I think the Bills, they, they kind of played to level their opponent a lot. Um, I think they're going to score points. The Steelers are scoring points. Um, and I think the Bills win. So, obviously, if the Steelers are scoring points, I think the Bills score more. Um, so, definitely, I really like the over here. Uh, I like the Steelers. I love the Steelers plus 10. Um, I have a lot of similar feelings as, on it, as, as Gabby mentioned. Um, I just think, I mean, I just have so much faith in Mike Tomlin. Um, and the Steelers have looked really good lately. Um, and, and I just have a hard time imagining they get blown out in a playoff game. Um, like I said, I think they lose. Um, but Buffalo just isn't a team that makes you think that, like, inspires uh, confidence that they're going to blow people out that are good teams out, at least, um, either. So, um, yeah, give me give me Buffalo to win, but give me Pittsburgh. Uh, plus the 10 points, and I really like that. I, I just have a hard time seeing it being uh, a bigger uh, a bigger game. But, I mean, it is Josh Allen and the Bills, and it is Mason Rudolph. So um, it's always possible it doesn't hit, hit but uh, I, think it, I think it does feel pretty confident about that one, and we agree on it, so that makes it even better. Um, but, Gabby, do you, do you think there's any chance that Pittsburgh wins that game? I think, yeah, a mucked up situation. I think there's an opportunity. It's going to take a couple of turnovers, but I like the coaching edge. It's definitely in the Steelers' favor. I don't think Sean McDermott is going to be able to do anything in the clutch situations. And on the other hand, we know Mike Tomlin has been there multiple times. So if it does become into uh, nuances, I like the Steelers. So, yeah, I think they have an outside chance. It just really depends if Mason Rocks is going to be able to connect on those one or two deep throws down the field to protect the football. Nice. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm I, glad you say that because I, I completely agree. Um, I don't think they win it, as I mentioned earlier, but I do think there's definitely a chance. Um, it would not shock me. Um, they're plus 380 here on DraftKings right now at the money line Pittsburgh is. Um, I don't think they do it, but it is, they have, like you said, coaching edge. They're going to rely on turnovers. Uh, which that's hurt by T.J. Watt being out, but they've been getting turnovers all year. It's not just T.J. Watt, obviously, um, and that and they and they just got to get a couple big defensive stops, which could definitely happen. And turnovers can definitely happen playing Josh Allen and the Bills. So, um, yeah, definitely going to be a fun game, more fun than the and then Vegas is uh, is in, uh, implying with the that big of a spread. So, cool. Got agreement there on Pit- both got Pittsburgh plus 10 in that one. Uh, so the pod will be rooting for Pittsburgh. Um, next game we got on the docket, we got Green Bay plus seven and a half coming into Dallas. Um, this is where it all matters for Dallas. Dallas is uh, obviously solid favorites here. The over under is 50 and a half points. Uh, Gabby, what are you thinking about this one? I'm taking Dallas in the shot. Um, 
McCarthy revenge game. I think he's going to be able to, to trounce the Packers. Um, Dak is having an amazing season. CeeDee Lamb is all pro wide receiver. It's going to be him and Tyreek. That's pretty easy to see it. He's been dominant at first interceptions, first and touchdowns, or not touchdowns, but first and touches, first and targets. He has been dominant. So I think they're going to be able to move the ball well. Tony Pollard was able to move the ball in that last game, and the defense is really, really good. But on the other hand, the Packers, um, Jordan Love is hot, but I don't think he's been playing um, in really good defenses. I think Minnesota was a fraud. They weren't playing anybody. And they, he was playing Carolina before that. So that's been a pretty bad defense. But on the other hand, something I do think is valid. Aaron Jones, three straight games of over 100 yards rushing to end the year. So he's in gear at the right time if they lean on him again like they have been in, in previous weeks. I think they have an outside chance. But I, like the, I do like the Cowboys here just because – it's going to be at home. We know the Cowboys like are, are arguably the best team in the NFL at home. If you were to take a team in a place, Cowboys at home is the best team in the NFL. But they don't. They didn't get the one seed, so they they're probably going to lose to San Francisco. That's going to be their test. They're really hoping somebody beats San Francisco, but I'm getting ahead of myself. I think Dallas is going to win here minus seven. Uh, and it's seven and a half, just to make that clear. Does that change your opinion at all? No, yeah, I said seven and a half. Oh, okay, sorry, I misheard you. Just want to make sure. Uh, but yeah, I completely agree. Um, honestly, I, I think, yeah, Dallas being at home is a big factor for me. Like you said, they obviously are a way better team at home. Um, but I, I just think they're a way better team talent wise than Green Bay. I mean, Green Bay's got quite a few solid players, of course, um, especially on their defense, but, um, I just think Dallas has really got a really talented roster and some real studs. Um, I definitely think this game hits the over. I think it's a high-scoring one. Um, Dallas, I just think uh, – honestly, it's more of a Green Bay thing. I think Green Bay is kind of a, is pretenders. I think both teams are kind of pretenders. I think – I have no reason to think that Dallas is out of there. We get to the playoffs, we beat bad teams, and then we crumble against good teams. I have no reason to think they're out of that. Um they beat the Eagles, but the Eagles, they really aren't like obviously showing that they might not actually be as good as we thought they were coming into the season. So, and at the beginning of the season when they're 10 and one, um, they beat the Eagles and, and I'm not impressed by that. So it's kind of a game of, uh, of pretenders for both sides. I think green Bay, they've got some, some easier wins and, and they have some games where they looked really great. I think Jordan Love has played well. I think he's developing, and I, I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but I just don't think they're on the level of a real contending team, even though they occasionally beat some teams that are um, better than them. I just think it's the inconsistencies of being young that Jordan Love is still dealing with, and I, I just don't think that they've got that figured out. So I think they come in, and I think they get handily beat by Dallas here. Um, so, yeah, and we agree on that. So, uh, yeah, I just think that it's, it's both pretenders, but Dallas, I think, is the – um, more talented one and, and has more experience in this spot and is at home. So I think they just come in and they, they do their business, even though neither team, I think, goes super far. But anyways, next game we got here. This one is going to be freaking awesome to watch. I, I can't wait for it. Um, just the storylines in general are awesome. We got the Rams coming into Detroit. The Rams are three-point underdogs. 
Um, Matt Stafford coming back to Detroit. Jared Goff playing the Rams, the team that traded him away for a different quarterback, uh, playing them. Jared Goff plays way better at home. Um, and so that, that bodes really well for him. And it's it's a, the first playoff game Detroit's had in quite some years um, since Matt Stafford, obviously. And um, it's a 51.5 point over-under, so it's fair, they're expected to be fairly high scoring. And I, I agree with that. Um, that's a lot of points, but, uh, I, I just think this game is going to be super fun to watch, but I think Detroit's just a better team overall. The Rams are really kind of been impressive for what they've put together with a kind of subpar roster. I mean, people always talk about who the hell do you know on the Rams defense other than Aaron Donald and say, it's not very many people. Um, the lions, they've got studs all over the field and they've just been waiting for a coach to come and put it together. And I know there's been a lot of criticism again over Dan Campbell and his decisions against Dallas. But for me, you know, I think that's a position you just go for that. You didn't really have much to lose. They're going to win their division anyways, or they had already won their division. They're just playing for seating. Um, why not go for it? And I know that he had the penalties and and I probably wouldn't have gone for it there. It's not ideal, but I'm not I'm not upset at the call is really what I'm getting at. And I'm not uh I, why not put the pressure on your team, give them that experience. Um I don't I don't hate the call. Don't I don't like it at all. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't have made it, but um I'm not out on the coach because of that. I uh I respect Dan Campbell as a coach. I think he's a great coach, or maybe not a great coach, a good coach. We haven't seen great yet. Uh, but I think he's a really good coach. He's turned a team that was totally shit around into a really talented, dangerous team that's going to look really good moving forward. And they've got some of the best uh, offensive or the best coordinators on offense and defense in the league. They just got talent on uh, on the coaching staff on the field. They got it everywhere, and the the city's absolutely fired up. The players are absolutely fired up. Um, not a lot of playoff experience is the thing that makes you nervous, but um, I just think that everything is kind of rolling for Detroit right now. They're they're ready to go, and I think they take advantage of their opportunity. Uh, the three points is going to be a close game, but I just think Detroit, like I said, gets it done. So give me the team minus the points if in a small, fairly small spread. Um, Matt Stafford obviously going to be the best quarterback on the field, though. I think he's going to come and light it up, and, and that's why I think it's going to hit the over. Um, lots of talent on the Rams offense and Puka and Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford and, and Kyron. Um, but uh, – yeah, I think it's gonna gonna end up being a shootout, but I think that the Lions uh, just have a little bit too much talent and make a couple too many a couple plays that uh, put the Rams away. So give me the Lions minus three. But Gabby, what do you think? Yeah, you brought up some couple of interesting points. First, is home is a, a home game for the, the who's playing at home? Is it Matt Stafford? No, it's or, it's well, it's Matt Stafford and Detroit and uh, Jared Goff, but it's in Detroit. Oh, Matt Stafford's home. They're both I, home. And they're both home. Okay. Um, I think <laughs> I think the Rams are gonna come out and win this game. I think the Rams they don't get home games in LA. We know what the visiting stand, uh, fans are able to do out there. So I think the crowd is actually going to be – it might be all Detroit, but I think Matt Stafford's going to be at home there. I don't think they're going to be booing him as much as you think. And I think uh, I think he's going to be at home. He's going to be able to go to his house, um, have a nice cooked meal, and be able to sit there before the game and just relax. I think that's going to be a lot. And I think um, from the coaching perspective, I think the Rams are going to be able to just dominate here. Dan Campbell, those decisions were bad. They were emotional and by – 
by nature and they were just poor. So that, that's not a coach that you can bet on. And in a close game like this, I think the Rams are actually going to be the team to be here. Um, I think McVay's going to be able to scheme ways to protect Stafford, get the ball out of his hands quickly to Puka and Cooper Cup, and he's going to be able to run the ball kind of really well. So I like the Rams here plus three. I think this is going to be this is my best bet of the week. I like their money line. I think they're going to come out here and win pretty easily. I think it's unfair. I think it's uh, totally unfair to call them emotional decisions. I. They they didn't have anything to I mean they obviously they had the game to lose but they didn't have anything to lose in the big picture they were going for the win you don't want to give Dallas the ball with uh like if you took him to overtime you don't want to give like you don't have any guarantee that if you lose the coin toss you win the game they're trying to take it out of out of Chance's hands um and yeah I just don't hate that in a in a regular season game trying to give yourself a shot at a higher seed um. Yeah, I don't hate that at all. Uh, obviously, like I said, wouldn't have done it. But, um, yeah, I'm not I, – I just think it's unfair to call a, a decision that um, I disagree with, just an emotional and, and just a like, completely bad decision. Um, so, uh, I like Dan Campbell. I think he's a good coach. I'd be happy if he was the coach of my team. That's all I'm saying. I would not. So, that's why I think that's where we differ. <laughs> Well, when he wins this weekend, we're gonna we're we're gonna we're gonna bring this back up and chat about it. Um, but yeah, and I don't know if Matt Stafford still has his house in Detroit. I don't know. I I don't know why, but I feel like I thought he heard he doesn't. But maybe I'd be wrong. I don't know. You might know the answer to that for sure. But yeah, either way, I don't think that the Lions will be booing Matt Stafford. Um, that'd be ridiculous. He's like the second best player they've ever had. Um, actually, probably third, I guess. But um. Yeah, no, I don't think they'll be doing that, but I don't think that that's enough to put him over the edge. Um, yeah. Last and final game here, we got Philadelphia coming into Tampa Bay. Uh, it's funny that Philadelphia is a wild card after how good they started, but Philadelphia coming into Tampa Bay, uh, over under a 44 points. Uh, Philadelphia is three-point favorites on the road here. Gabby, what do you think about this one? This one's going to be tough because Baker's playing pretty banged up here. I was leaning Tampa Bay at first, but after realizing that their quarterback is banged up as well, I do think this is going to be a get-right spot for Philly. Um, I like Philly minus three. I think um, what they're going to be able to do from just running the ball is going to be enough. And Baker Mayfield did not look good in that Panthers game, putting up nine points versus the team I was trying to lose. It was pitiful. I watched that game in-depthly every possession. And he was not able to move the ball, push the ball down the field um, in the ways that he usually is. And that connection to Mike Evans is pretty key to that offense. So unless I'm sure way, has a big day, which I don't see, versus this Eagles team, which is still able to guard against the run, even though they got gassed by James Connell a couple of weeks ago. I like the Eagles in this spot, minus three. Yeah, if Baker's banged up, it's not gonna it's not gonna come off probably. But um, I'm big on Tampa Bay here. I I mean, obviously, I know he's gonna be banged up, but it, it depends on the the level. Obviously, is what I mean. Um, I I'm gonna be betting on that he plays and he has enough uh, enough going on to really to get some rhythm going and some offense. And this is just an absolutely incredible matchup for Tampa Bay if Baker Mayfield is healthy enough to to play well. Um, 
Philadelphia's secondary not played well at all. Tampa Bay has excellent wide receivers, and Baker Mayfield's an underrated passer. Philadelphia not played great on offense. They want to run the ball. You know what Tampa Bay's strength on defense is? Stopping the run. And the they Philadelphia, they've got some studs in the receiving core, though, so they can throw the ball. But you know what? Tampa Bay has some studs in the secondary as well, um, and they can create turnovers and make plays. Um, and it's just an incredible matchup for the Bucs um, here if everything goes well. And I just can't pass it up here. So I'm taking Tampa Bay plus three, and I'm taking them with the money line. And like I said, uh, you know, maybe maybe Baker Mayfield isn't good enough to healthy enough to make it make it happen in this game, but I think he's going to. I watched quite a bit of the game as well against Carolina, and he looked banged up and he didn't look good, but it didn't look like something that he couldn't uh, get a little bit better from, and it, it didn't look like he was necessarily um, putting it all completely uh, on the line as as he sometimes does. So I think he's got more in the tank. Um, and yeah, I think he'll he'll unleash that against Philadelphia. But uh, yeah, um, and as far as the over under, I don't think you said Gabby, but the over under is forty four points. I'm personally going to be taking the under in this one. I don't think a ton of points are scored here. But what do you think, Gabby? Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you. With both quarterbacks pretty banged up, it's gonna be hard to see how an offensive shootout is gonna be made in this game. Thanks. Uh, well, that's our spread for the week. That was pretty quick. Not bad. Um, we'll do some, uh, our best bets or our favorite bet. Uh, Gabby, are there one or two uh, bets this week that you, uh, that are your favorites, uh, this wild card weekend? Yeah, I really like the Cowboys. Oh, my seven and a half. I think they're going to be able to do it pretty easily. And as well, I like the Rams, uh, plus three and the money line. Those are going to be my two big best bets of the week. Don't uh, be afraid to party those together. Oh, yeah. Uh, my favorites this week are Cleveland minus two and a half against Houston. Uh, I love that. Tampa Bay, the money line, honestly, against Philadelphia. I think Tampa Bay wins at home. Uh, but plus three ain't bad either, obviously. And then I would do a shout-out, honorable mention, to Pittsburgh at plus 10. Um, I think that's a pretty good one as well. So, uh, And Tampa Bay, monitor what you hear about. Baker Mayfield with the week moving forward if you haven't placed your bet now but um, I think if you continue to hear good news you'll get worse odds and and I think like I said I think Baker Mayfield's gonna uh, gonna play and play well this week so um, yeah um, that's gonna be it for our uh, our show this week um, we thank you all for listening to us so far if you've been following uh, the season obviously it's been a it was a great regular season we're hoping to continue uh, into a great postseason. Um, but yeah, hopefully your team is in the playoffs if you're listening. Uh, best of luck to them if they are, but even more luck to any bets you have out there. Uh, Gabby, any final words before we send off our listeners? Um, good luck in the playoffs this week. It's going to be, don't make too many bets. Uh, lines are going to be pretty sharp. I know it's going to be very tempting to do so, but um. As I say that, I'm looking to make a couple parlays myself. So, honestly, maybe just have fun with it. Screw it. Um, <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, have fun, and hopefully you have a good three-day weekend. Just build of watching football. Hell yeah. No, I definitely think uh, it's a week to be cautiously optimistic. We think we know these teams pretty well, but this is when they truly get tested. Um 
and we only have one agreement on or two agreements, excuse me, on the whole slate. So um, it's definitely a kind of murky out there. But yeah, anyways, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, we hope you will listen again next week. Um, and again, best of luck to you. Um, and we'll catch you next time.